2: Hey everybody, and I'm John Cena. Hey,
0: it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom, Boom, Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Luke Owen
1: is. Vote the Ravens. Nevermore. more. Talk.
3: just seven days after we did a i'm not gonna call it a breaking news video because it's it's hard to say it's breaking news when it happened a couple of days ago but seven days after we did a bonus podcast about the release of bray wide we are here again with more uh, upsetting news that we felt like we needed to talk about as a bonus episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast one week before we head back into the office for our big SummerSlam, streamiest party of the summer celebration. But today, Ollie, it doesn't really feel like much that there's much to celebrate about because on Friday, WWE, during SmackDown, no less, released a load of people. Like they released 13 wrestlers from NXT, um, from their developmental brand and then over the weekend there's been various uh reports going around uh the most crucial one coming yesterday from uh dave meltzer on wrestling observer radio who said that big changes were coming to nxt um long story short if you haven't seen any of the news if you are coming to this a bit fresh the main story is they're lost to aew vince is a bit mad about that and so it's It's not being the NXT that it has been for the last five years. It's going back to what NXT was supposed to be when it was sort of first envisioned in 2013. Uh, What did you make of all of this news?
2: Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It wasn't until, you know, because I'm an AEW, Mark, you said that no one's happy about this. I am AEW one. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me, please transfer the appropriate amount of Khan coin. Into my wallet online, please. Tone, not the um, not the Nick Khan coin that no. you with your raw reviews. Oh, but they know each other. <laughs> they, it's all part of a larger it's, conspiracy. It's a work. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I when I saw the news, you know, obviously the news that anyone's losing their jobs. It's like this sort of mixture of you know, sadness, and then you see the names on there. A lot of the guys are like, yeah, that makes sense it's it's of no surprise It should really be of no surprise to us because we've been saying it for years wwe is cynically signing loads of talent from all around the world more than they need to take them away from other promotions and yeah it's they should be letting people go so like that part but then you see some of the names like bronson reed bobby fish and you're like what 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 is going on it's like utter confusion and then couple that with the idea that NXT that that it's because that is a version of NXT that is a style of wrestling that WWE is no longer interested in putting on for the black and gold brand and yeah. it just it made me feel sad for those days when there was no AEW that 2013 14 through to 2019, I guess, period before they moved to USA, really. That saved me from being a rat, like from giving up on WWE altogether. Some all time great rivalries Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Obviously, all the all those takeovers. DIY. The Revival DIY, the Revival American Alpha, like every era of NXT, it's fascinating to see these classes, how that promotion changed and and really did create something by itself. And I wonder how much AEW has to pay in debt to NXT. Um, So I I was sad. I was sad, even though I, I gave up on NXT a long time ago, if I'm being truthful because it just it just does not excite me in the slightest. I've had my heart broken enough times with failed call-ups. Like how can you get excited about a promotion where none of them become the next big thing? The whole selling point wow. of NXT was that's the They're going to get pushed on the All main age. roster. That mm.
3: The problem is that none of the people that they signed were ever going to main event WrestleMania. None of the people that they signed to NXT during this whole, like, let's recruit everyone from the indies, none of them were ever able, gonna were never going to be able to sell out buildings. They were never going to be able to headline WrestleMania. So that's why they're cutting them. That's why you shouldn't get excited.
2: So Daniel Bryan is obviously someone who who, who is on the, the more smaller side of stature, and literally main evented this year's WrestleMania.
3: It's an anomaly. He got lucky. It was a it was lightning in a bottle. It's the same. Do you know what? Ali? It's the same with Adam Cole because, like, the idea is that no more midgets is apparently the edict for NXTs. Like, we're cutting all these people. No more midgets. What about Adam Cole? Well, Adam Cole is different because we don't want him going to WWE. So he's a different case. There's always. A, there's always an anomaly within this. Daniel Bryan is one of those anomalies. CM Punk is another anomaly. Adam Cole is a different anomaly.
2: So I guess like because what we think, what we, NXT is not being cancelled as no. a name, but the reports are it's going to a logo change. It's going to get a a format overhaul, which puts the fear of God in me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean format overhaul? Like it's not going to. All wrestling shows have the same format unless it's a game talent show. show style game show, yet yeah, we, and we've had that version of NXT. I don't know what they're thinking about there, even if they are going down that route. It's, but, but what we're mourning here is a style of wrestling. the soul of a wrestling company has looks like it's going to to pass. It's something that a lot of people hear because, you know, it is it is sort of a style that definitely appeals to to viewers of this channel and adult men of a certain age, really 18 to 45. Those are the big demographics, that modern style of wrestling with attention to detail, great characters, long term storytelling. Like people say, people say, oh, I want the ruthless aggression here to come back or I want the attitude here to come back. But, like, the best wrestling product, really, is this style of coherent, well-thought-out wrestling. And WWE have effectively said, we don't want it for Raw. Okay, we don't want it for SmackDown. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the main roster. But now they don't even want that for NXT. Yeah,
3: like you and I uh, were there for NXT TakeOver uh, London, which was like 2015, which, you know, when you kind of think about it, is still like. The early doors of when NXT was this revolution, the revolution that Triple H kept talking about. This is like back in the day, Triple H was still opening every NXT takeover to do the "We Are NXT" like, which they stopped doing after a while. Like, the lights go down and everything, and some people thought it was a bit corny. Some people really enjoyed it in this and the other, but like you know, you, we were there. I, I quite liked it as well. But we were there for that London show, and there genuinely felt like there was sort of, sort of like buzz around the building, I was like, this is a really, really cool product. When you and, I, you and I first started doing these shows together, NXT was the show that we really enjoyed watching, it was the show we really enjoyed talking about, we enjoyed doing takeover reviews and this and the other, when like, the main roster wasn't all that great, it was like, well, there was always NXT, but NXT was, it was supposed to be developmental. It was supposed to find the next group of stars that you could take to the main roster who would then become the next generation of top, top. Your next John Cena's, your next uh, Roman, your next Randy Orton's and all that sort of stuff. That's what NXT was designed to be. Somewhere along the way, I wonder where Triple H sort of lost sight of that. And it's instead became about like, well, we need to stop Ring of Honor because there was a period of time when Ring of Honor wasn't selling... Thousand tickets, they were in sending a handful of hundred tickets. But now, Kenny, the Bucks, Cody, et al., are now selling out six and a half thousand uh, seat buildings. And oh, New Japan's coming across to the US as well. Uh, and they're selling out all their buildings really quickly as well, all into things. So it's like, well, now what we need to do is just get all of that talent and just squash that dead now. Let's just squash that at the source, take all of that talent there, and we'll put them into this brand here. And we'll create like the super indie show, which is essentially what NXT became. And you know what? As a wrestling fan, it were bloody brilliant because we got some of the best like wrestling shows possible because we got like all the best, the best of TNA, the best of Ring of Honor, the best of New Japan, the best of this, the best of that, all coming together. But then they have to go to the main roster where they aren't interested in that. So all of a sudden, the main roster is then just full of a load of lads that don't get over, lads and lasses that don't get over. And NXT is just full of people that they're now releasing. And it's, Vince has got a mindset. Vince is like, no, Big guys sell tickets. I, it's what happened in the 1980s. 40 years ago is when it worked. I'm sure
2: it'll work again. But I don't... Even that has holes in. Because Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, these are tall people. Got to be a specific type of big man,
3: I guess. Like, You've got to be able to cut promos and all that sort of cabins. like I don't know, man. I just,
2: you're not going to find this person. It's like Vince McMahon is the 45-year-old woman who's just waiting for Mr. Right. You know, it's, <clears throat> they, they, they don't exist. He's got this <clears throat> idealized concept, it seems, in his head, which is some mishmash of 80s steroid body physique and late 90s attitude-era charisma. But, like, the, that's not the world anymore. The wrestling art form has moved on. And, but this is the frustrating thing because NXT has not died on its own. What's the word to say of this? NXT's style of wrestling could have worked if the call-ups were treated better. Yes. Mm-hmm. that's the, That's the crux of this. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. If, like, the NXT, if, like, Finn Balor had gone to the main roster and it was a success there, if Shinsuke Nakamura had gone there and was a success, Bobby Roode, alistair Black, Andrade, just sort of like going through the list of NXT champions that we've had in the past, if they'd have gone to the main roster and also become WWE champion, then I don't think there would have been this disconnect. But what happened was all of them went to the main roster, got sort of semi pushes, and then this was like, oh, they're too small, they can't cut a promo, they're not this, they're not that, they're not the other. And then they just become mid-card fodder. As so what WWE is now is just a load of mid-card guys
2: and then one or two top stars. Hmm. Mid-card is generous. It's like they've got <laughs> they've got an upper undercard and then they've got Roman. Yeah. That's sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. what it that's feels a, like. That's a fair way to put it, yeah. So I just don't know like what what version of this works. Because someone pointed out in the comments of the Rest talk News today that when viewership was declining at the tail end of the ruthless, ruthless aggression era in mid in the mid-noughties, the same thing happened. Vince went to sort of... Was it OVW or yeah, well, somewhere? It'd
3: been, it been like OVW at the time, I would have thought, before it became FVW.
0: Yeah,
2: and he recruited people like Heidenreich, you know, these big guys. And it didn't work. The thing that saved wwe from just an eternity of randy orton and john cena matches in the late noughties was cm punk and daniel bryan and seth rollins the former tyler black of ring of honor so all these people who who are are sort of pushing the art form forward in a modern style but he keeps on looking back to the past but a past that didn't even exist properly
3: again ollie they're anomalies, I guess. Like I'm, I'm like, and I'm, and I'm this situation. I really do mm. appreciate that. But like, that is, I guess, that's the mindset, though, right? It's because you, i you, you and that comment hit the nail on the head. All of those big lads that were there in the mid-noughties, awful business. It was just like putting on dreadful big man matches, and it was just really bad television. But the guys that people were starting to really get behind were the people that were moving everything onwards, moving it to the next phase of professional wrestling. But I guess Vince is just that. Well, no, it worked once. It'll work again, and I can make it work again. I know what to do with a big guy. I don't know what to do with a CM Punk. I don't know what to do with a Daniel Bryan. I don't know what to do. I mean, I think they figure they've kind of got Seth Rollins, but like you know, maybe because he does Crossfield with uh, Vince or something. But I know what to do with a big guy. I know how to push that. But like Trevor Dame, who's an excellent Twitter account that I, I recommend people follow, he made an he made a brilliant point yesterday. If all of your if all you're ever breeding from NXT is big guys, then those big guys don't feel special because all they are, are just big guys. If it's a load of people who are six foot five and it's just six foot five guys against six foot five guys, they're going to look the same size. It doesn't matter if they they could be ten foot tall. They're the same size. But if someone is seven foot tall, someone is five foot 10, someone's six foot eight, someone's this, someone, it's variety. And then all of a sudden, if you've got smaller guys, those bigger guys feel different.
2: I actually push back against this because I think this is quite an easy. Because what are you saying? Like, big, if you've got a roster of big guys, no one looks big? Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. If, if like, you've got a referee. They, There's a referee right there. There's an announcer. But they team. are both the There's same the ring size. Ropes there's turnbuckles yeah but that's like that there is definitely a huge 80s audience for big that just big guys getting in the ring and those sort of like reptilian brain responses to seeing two big guys is still there you can have very low talented people get if they're large enough and they get in the ring at the same time in a rumble or a tag match people go hey up these two guys right. are really big and they might hit see. each other. Which we still have happens seen today. And, and I was
3: going to make the argument for uh, Amos at WrestleMania. We were like, we've been making fun of Amos and WWE's pushing him. Amos was like, look how tall he is because he's it's tall. a very Vince thing to do, right? When he got into that tag match at WrestleMania, all of us in that live show were like, bloody hell, he is tall though, any he? crikey. he's Business just
2: tall. picked up. Yeah,
3: business just picked up. He saw problem is, David. If you do then every single match, then a doesn't feel special anymore because everyone's the same size as him.
2: The referee's not the same size. Okay. And how <laughs> like, many more uh, times I have to say this? You can see they're big.
3: They're not fighting the referee
2: though. The interviewers are down here. <laughs> At be one point, like it'll just, Kevin Patrick. It'll just be Kevin Patrick's arm. <laughs> Coming up from the bottom of the shot to interview people. It's yeah. Well, I think we're all in agreement that this is not the solution to WWE's ratings decline. Well, the thing is that they're actually in quite a good, healthy business state right now. They're making more money than ever. The ticket sales are going well, although that is, you know, quite provably John Cena's influence. And they are in for a rude awakening at the end of the summer when he goes on to film the Marine 23. And they don't have any actual draws to sell tickets to their live events. I mm-hmm. think that, look, Vince hasn't had the proper backup against the wall moment yet. Because he's not turning to something genuinely new.
3: Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. So I was just reading some of the comments there. And there were a lot of people making the, uh, bringing up the whole like idea of, you know, people do the reactions to the big men. I, I I yeah, I push back on it because I think that like someone mentions the uh sorry, this six man tag. The crowd were really into Hager versus Wardlow. Exactly. Well yeah, it's a six man tag, but if all of the six men were Jake Hagler and and Wardlow, you wouldn't have that moment because all six of them are the same.
2: Easy to say in no? a company of vanilla midgets though.
3: <laughs> well that's it and that's apparently it so Meltzer said and Melt, like if you listen to Wrestling observer radio as well which i highly recommend i was listening to it yesterday while putting together some ikea furniture Meltzer starts saying something and then he's like hang on i need to get the wording right here and he starts fumbling around clearly grabbing his phone to read the text message that had been sent so he got this word for word and the wording was uh where is it it's uh, we're looking for bigger younger guys who could main event wrestlemania no more midgets.
2: No more starting in their thirties looking for box office attractions. Look on the midgets thing. I think that's that's proven to be a ridiculous stance. However, I totally agree with the youth. Like it's one of the oh, things yeah. we all say. We we we've been saying it all year. WWE has a very aging roster. Like so, some of those episodes of Raw, like the average age was forty-four of the performers. I'm like, that is not a good thing for a company. At First, it's indicative that you're not creating new stars. Secondly, it, it will be very difficult for younger viewers to relate to anyone. So that's where AEW has a big uh, like strength there. They've got Jungle Boy. They've got Sammy Guevara. They've got MJF. People genuinely in their early 20s. That's what WWE needs right now. So I'm behind the younger performers thing. I think that's very smart.
3: That's I what NXT should do.
2: Yeah.
3: It's, exactly yeah, and that's what like NXT is now going back to being this developmental show. We asked the question, "What's mm. next for NXT?" That's what it is. It's going back to being FCW. It's not, from what I can <sighs> gather, it sort of, but it's on TV. But you know what? Like you know, uh, FCW was on certain like you know smaller networks and stuff back yeah, in the day. Not and, on
1: the
2: USA
3: network though. But once isn't that contract, w- with this is on the WWE network. Yeah, but once that contract runs out with USA, do you think like they're going to try and make the push to like reget it like again, like you know, reup the the, the deal and the term that they've got? This they show well, that yeah, because-
2: uh, WWE told them was going to do like massive ratings, and then it didn't. The six months before, they'll they'll do a presentation and have a picture of Ronda Rousey in there, and and USA will go, <laughs> yeah, all right then, okay, yeah, okay, we'll yeah, give yeah, you yeah. more money. I'm sorry, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing because live television is crumbling before our eyes. Have a mill, have a billion. Supposed-
3: but we're spending more money than we ever have previously. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it, I, and I totally get it. But like it's, it's not going to be the NXT that people fell in love with by the sounds of things. Because like, you know, people, they like, were after big guys. They got Bronson Reed. And people were like, how can you cut Bronson Reed? And the, the argument is Bronson Reed is short. Yeah. He's big in <laughs> his hench, but he's short. And that's oh, one of yeah. the reasons why he was cut. Bobby was cut because he's too old. Mercedes Martinez cut because she's too old. And all the other people were just like, well, we don't see anything in them. That visit that Vince and Pritchard and the oh. other one uh, Johnny Ace had to NXT was basically be like, too small, too small, too
2: old, get them all cut. Well, it's, but you can sympathize for Vince there because he's probably getting the sheets and he's got their kayfabe heights. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I can't wait to see this six foot Adam Cole in the ring. Six foot. I'll go down to six foot if the guy's charismatic enough. You get there and he's 5'8 in heels. You're like, ah, <laughs> let's cut all these guys. I mean,
3: I'm, I'm also good. I mean, you and I have had this argument many times over. 5'8 isn't all that different from six foot. Like, oh, it, it, is. It, it, it really isn't. It's four inches difference. Like, that's
2: not noticeable on TV. You were just arguing with me about yeah. how height makes a difference. And height does make a difference, but like um, what I'm saying is like six to six foot eight. four is a big difference. But
3: that's what he four yeah, inches I not is a big difference six, in height. That's not claiming that there's he's six four. That would make him eight inches in
2: difference. No, no, but th- no, I'm just saying any any increment of four inches, yeah. is right, different. Okay.
3: But if okay, but if it was someone who's six four and someone who was five eight, you'll notice a difference. If it's someone who's six four and six foot, it's not that much of a difference. It is. It's really not like it's a the same. Of a foot. Yeah, and you're, but you're looking down to be like they look the same thing. But if there's like a nearly a foot difference between them, then there's something to be said about that. I, I but Adam Cole, but it's, I don't know why we're arguing about Adam Cole. He's the anomaly. He's absolutely allowed to stay on the main roster, and we're not getting rid of do him think... because we're. Well, I think he's going to stay. I think he'll well, stay. Ha, he'll stay.
2: No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of leaning that way now as well. But do you think? Here's the anomaly. do you no. really believe that Vince is going? No. yeah, you're my guy. I'm going to push you
3: when you said, like it was in the news they was like apparently like the meeting went really well. Vince really liked him. It was like, well, of, course, Vince really liked him because Vince doesn't want him to go to the competition because they think that would be a bit of a blow. Like another NXT champion has gone to the competition. He would see that as a blow. but he doesn't he's got zero interest in pushing him as a wWE champion. He just doesn't want him to go to the competition. So, of course, he's going to glad hand him and say that, yeah, you're nice we've got big plans for your pal, and Smackdown, buddy. Like all the pal, all the writers are making big, big plans for you. WrestleMania main event, Balderdash. He's going to be a mid-card guy until he, either he leaves or he gets cut like Anderson and Gallows.
2: I, you know, that trio uh, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, Bruce Pritchard, when they visited the performance center, and there was a report that came out afterwards where everyone was actually quite nervous. And they're like, you, you said this like, Oh no, they're coming. They've cut a lot of people recently. Are they just going to cut more people? And after, the day afterwards, everyone was like, what a breath of fresh air. Vince seems really interested. Uh, it was really good to, to have him meet the guys. First time he's been there. Awesome. And then obviously they were looking around like cut, 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 change that logo. So like, yeah, I don't know how anyone can put any faith. And I don't know how, like, you know, it's Adam Cole. He can make his own decisions. But I would not trust this company at all. I would. The, the only way I would trust the company is if it is legally written in a contract. And there's no way WWE are going to give him a degree of creative control.
3: No, absolutely not. I don't. I can't see that happening whatsoever.
2: Like, yeah, if if I'm
3: if I'm someone who's in NXT, if I'm someone who's like potentially going to the main roster, I would be thinking like, you know, there's with the story about a lot of people like they're nervous about the future of the the direction of NXT and where it's going and things like that, and also like what their job security is. Like, you know, they've cut a hundred people in the last year, and they've still got a baron in there, so like feels like they've got thousands still under contract. I don't can't see how anyone could think they were safe.
2: Well, I you know I don't want to speculate on people's jobs. However, that is also what this episode is kind of about because NXT is changing its uh, how what, like what they look for in NXT. And you look at this is the NXT roster right here, and if the new edict is for younger big guys and people like Bobby Fish and Bronson Reed have been cut because they're of a certain age. Like, you look at this and you're like, but, but who's sticking around? Like, what role is Johnny Gargano going to play? One of the best wrestlers in the world in this new version of NXT. What role mm-hmm. is Tommaso Ciampa going to play? Yeah, you got to just look
3: at, only like Oney Lorcan, Danny Burch. Pete Dunn is another one. Yeah, like, none of these guys are, like big guys because that's not what nxt has been trying to push for the last five years because instead they've been trying to compete against ring of honor and then aew of 2019 onwards so none of the guys that they have got that they are like are featured on the show are in this new edict none of them are none of them fit the bill
2: yeah and it's not like we're not saying they're on the chopping block next it's more that these these guys are gonna be very creatively unfulfilled. If if their Could job be. is just gonna become putting over the next ex NFL star or the the next amateur Olympic wrestler, like that jo- Johnny Gargano's not gonna like that. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have often said in interviews that they do not want to go to the main roster. They see NXT as an equal brand like this whole idea of being called up or going down not a thing to them and they i believe they genuinely believe it because i think that's what triple h tells them all that was certainly the story put over in survivor series 2019 yeah when they when nxt won everything like that you know and they there was a big thing let's not call it developmental anymore it's a third brand Champa and Gargano's stances utterly crumble if it is now going to be called developmental on Raw last month they've they've stopped referring to Charlotte's NXT title win as a world title like it's yeah. just and yeah and someone's just pointed out there that Gargano and Champa have done everything that was fight game Ross like this what, <laughs> I just don't see what they should why they're there
3: now 205 live I mean, in fairness, 205 Live, 205 Live, have you seen the roster page for 205 Live, by the way?
2: It's probably not, I'll get, not I'll, that much bigger. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll get it up for you. Hold on, Carly, your sex tape.
2: Um, while we're <laughs> That's doing that, well. three people. Good grief.
3: Who are they yeah. wrestling? So is...
2: <laughs> I thought Raw was repetitive.
3: Well, unfortunately, a lot of the people they were wrestling, like the, the featured matches, had people who had been released an hour earlier. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you go to the 205 Live page, I'm going to share my screen now. Uh, share screen. <sighs> Sorry, bear with me. This is currently on the w- WWE.com, the 205 Live roster page.
2: Mark that Andrews. Is isn't-
3: Nig- Nigel McGuinness, who is a commentator, Brian Kendrick, who works backstage, Mark Andrews from NXT UK, and then these two guys. That's it. That's the 205 Live roster according to WWE.com.
2: So on the Guinness and Andrews, this brings up uh, a point which I want to make a larger point off the back of. And that is what the hell's gonna happen to NXT UK?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying
2: I've been saying this for months. Like as soon as the the cut started to happen. And it's this whole idea of budget cuts and Nick Khan is really taking quite a ruthless approach to people they don't need, people who aren't bringing in money, even people who are bringing in money, like Bray Wyatt and all these fiend merchandise. And I'm here looking at NXT UK's roster for, for a one hour show that's rec- that's pre-recorded over two days once a month, I think, that nobody watches really on the network. And it's it's only f- fractionally smaller than the NXT... Roster itself, yeah. That like, I so, mean, so were... the, the idea is that a lot. Speculation is that those people haven't been touched because the UK government is paying furloughs people, and I imagine they might qualify for it if then. But then, then again, they also aren't doing the tapings. Yeah, but also, like, is there,
3: is there not an argument to be made? And I don't know about this. Like, and this is pure. This is pure speculation station for me. But I'm just, I'm trying to put some things together in my head, like WOS, which is why NXT UK is around. Let's be honest here: is because WWE were afraid of this upstart UK promotion get being mm. on ITV and this and the other, so they started NXT UK to sign up all of that talent so that WOS would fail right out the gate. Like, was that like three years ago at this point? Like 2018 ish. Mm. Feels like it was because if that's the case. Yeah. Are they all like time? on those? Th- are they all like on those three-year deals? Are they just waiting for them to run out? And then, uh,
2: September 2018.
3: Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a case of it's like there's just a load of them are on borrowed time. And, and I and I hope not. I don't because I don't want anyone to lose their job. But it is just maybe they're just sort of waiting for those to run out, or maybe they don't even know that they're going to run out soon. They didn't know Adam Cole's was running out.
2: I don't know, like people get released regardless. Like it doesn't seem <laughs> oh, yeah. to, oh, you've got this much time on your contract. Like they cut people willy nilly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've been saying for for months, NXT UK appears to be set for an iceberg, just the way everything yeah. else in WWE is playing out. Um, and you know what? Like, I, I don't care about that promotion. It ruined a... A British indie scene, a thriving British indie scene, which unfortunately, you know, a lot came out about later. So now that's morally complicated. But um, there was a thriving British scene where this country had some of the best wrestling in the world at an independent level. And a lot of promotions went under off the back of it because of these talent grabs. And initially it was a way to help people. Oh, but then they started pulling people from shows. Then, oh, you can't appear on this thing. Anyway. This was all part of Triple H's grand plan of creating an NXT UK, creating an NXT Japan, creating an NXT Mexico. These are like things that have been reportedly come out. WWE was actively pursuing these. And it was called localized globalization. Global localization, I think it was. Yeah. So this is Triple H's big business venture. And it's failed. And NXT yeah. has failed. And 205 Live is, f- is a failure. And Sin Cara, the original Sin Cara, was a failure. Like, Triple H. All of this, really, is developmental for Triple H to take over as a higher-ranking person in corporate WWE. And he's, f- like, there's no way that can happen now no I when you can't do i think mean,
3: an nxt i mean the nxt global localization for nxt i i, I won't say it failed at the, maybe it did fail at the first hurdle because nxt uk has been a massive like that hasn't worked like it, it didn't work you and i went to the shows they did at the royal Albert hall where they had a lot of nxt towns on there that couldn't sell it out like there was a lot of like space still there like it it is a brand that did not work so the second hurdle was nxt japan and that failed right away because they could. What they wanted to do was just take over another company, so they would have all of the contracts already and just rebrand it to NXT Japan. And all the Japan companies were like, nah, I ain't doing that. And then they couldn't start a new one, so that stopped there. So really, this whole global localization thing has been really on the back burner since they moved to USA because then they had to compete with AEW. And I, I, I mean, let's put it this way: I think their plan of putting on the USA network to draw viewers away from Dynamite worked. And it's proven, you can say that that completely worked because now it's only since now that they have been off Wednesday nights and and AEW is there on its own that it's consistently doing over a million viewers. NXT, for that year and a bit that they were competing against them, actually worked in drawing away viewers from AEW. And like that's all of that localization, that like, expansion stuff was on the back burner to focus on this one war here.
2: It worked in that it, you know, took a chunk out of aw's viewership which like you said you can prove by how much aw's ratings have shut up since but it worked but not enough so that's still a failure mm-hmm. i saw oh, someone yeah? comment day like um, on the news they said oh i just knew vince would ruin nxt eventually and remember like we all said a couple back in 2019 october or september it was as soon as nxt goes to the usa network then Vince is just going to ruin it because he's, his fingerprints will be all over it. We'll have a new presentation. It won't get to be what it, it we we know and love it as. When actually that didn't transpire. Vince was nowhere near it. Vince did not touch it. Vince didn't even watch it. Yet it still failed. Triple H's version of indie wrestling two-hour weekly shows did not work. By by a spectacular degree. Mm -hmm. And now now it's the bit where Vince is stepping in. Like, he got a year and a half to make this work.
3: That's longer than Paul Heyman got. got. You could argue that he got five years to make it work. And that's the Mm. other thing with NXT is it's never made money. It's never made money. It was always a money loss, but it was about the end game because you were getting stars off the back of it. It didn't matter that it was losing money because it was competing against some other companies and it was like, you know, creating new stars. So, you know, he's had five or so years to make it work. And really, it didn't work. And he's had the luxury as well. I'm not trying to just dog on Triple H here, although it's going to sound like I am. He has had a luxury that no one else has had when running a wrestling promotion in the last 20 odd years or so. He's been able to have a rotating roster every year or so. He gets to completely refresh his roster because mm. a load of them go off to NXT, a lot of them go off to the main roster or leave the company. So every year he's been able to have like, "Cool, there's the reset, and I've now got here's 25 new names, and that's mm. my 25 new names for the next class." And even
2: then, it just it hasn't worked. Now I'm saying this out loud though, would that have worked if those people then went on to become huge main roster successes, and people were then like, they? "I mean, I would argue as well,
3: it probably would have helped." If the main roster had ever promoted NXT and Mm. talked about, like, you know, when NXT stars come up, they don't get video, like, they very rarely get video packs being like, here's the great things they did in NXT. By the way, watch NXT. It's on the same Smegging Network that we're on. You can watch it on Tuesday nights at this time. And they've never really felt like that. I've never felt like Raw and SmackDown have actively pushed it, except the exception of Survivor Series. And that only happened because of AEW. Happened because of Saudi Arabia. Well, well, yeah, actually, you're right. It was AEW. They needed like wanted they wanted to beat them in the ratings, and because they got stuck in Saudi Arabia, they had to yeah. be like quick do an NXT invasion. It's like a fancy booking warfare from me, like a few years ago.
2: Yeah, and it was one of the best shows they've ever done, in my opinion, <laughs> that invasion yeah. one. Have we got any chats to go through? We
3: have We have got some chats to go through, yeah. Stephen Guzman said, I just can't get excited for NXT and haven't been able to for over six months. Can't enjoy the matches when it feels like a doomed brand. It's like watching a movie mm. that you know is going to end badly. This sucks, because NXT kept me a WWE fan. To uh, 36, this is the end for me. Uh, Mayor of Painsville, wow. Dan, says, Hi guys, honestly, I'm so mad about this and disappointed. I should have known. When they moved to USA, the writing was on the wall. Still enjoy NXT, but man, the network era. It was perfection. I have so much to say that this is not enough space.
2: I will push back on the whole idea of the network era being perfection. That's rose-tinted glasses. The takeovers certainly were. That is actually, I I think, because AEW, I wouldn't put AEW's run of shows up against the consistent run of NXT takeovers for four years. Which were all five-star shows. Like they were just extraordinary. Perfect, digestible, two and a half hours, boom, boom, boom. Um, but the the <laughs> the weekly show on the network was pretty boring sometimes. Yeah,
3: when me and Laurie, like our Patreon goal, like one of our first Patreon goals we ever set was for me and Laurie to do NXT reviews. Um, and there were times we would watch that show. It was now long, and it was. You know what? It was perfectly fine. It was a perfectly fine hour of television. But then me and Lori would sit there, and be like, "Well, what do we call this video? What do we talk about? Like, nothing happens." Yeah, it was mm. fine and all, but man, there's absolutely nothing to talk about here. So I, I agree with you. Like takeovers, always perfect. Like the joke we had in the reviews that we used to do was like one out of five was like it will never get this score <laughs> because it was always five out of five. They were always like the best takeovers ever um kevin says i'm currently watching the summer of punk saga the angle where punk negotiates his new contract with vince is baffling to watch knowing it was 10 years ago (laughs) especially the line you don't know what makes a superstar in 2011 it's 2021 and he still doesn't yeah you got roman reigns right eventually come on (laughs) Stephen Guzman said. Also unrelated, uh, how the hell is NXT UK? uh, How the hell? uh, How in the hell? NXT UK has not been affected by this. I think it probably will do. Bacon Mm. Rasher says, "Hi lads. Firstly, is NXT? This should be an LiW podcast. Secondly, they don't work (laughs) Mondays. Second, if you had to pick um, one, you would feel. uh, If you had to pick one, would you always watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Two Hundred Five Live, or Dynamite, Dark Elevation, and Rampage?" So, you have to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205 Live, or would you rather watch Dynamite, Dark, Elevation, and Rampage? It's AEW are after WWE, and I see the, NXT, the next takeover beating AEW, beating WWE.
2: AEW. I think it's not, yeah, don't even have to think about that.
3: Although, watching, watching Dark Man, which I feel is like four hours long, feels like it might it's okay. be a
2: bit. <laughs> Tony Khan's going to edit it all now.
3: it's okay hopefully down hopefully he looks at that and be like four hours what were you thinking (laughs) you're exploiting the rough cut (laughs) Um, Matt Hennessy said I hope the change doesn't affect guys like Gargano Ciampa, Dunn and others Gargano is one of the few guys in WWE who can have five star matches he has five star matches with Champa, Cole, Black, Andrade and Ricochet, he's small but he's also a once in a generation performer if only he was six foot four Ten Rooza, if uh, Adam Cole and others uh, re-sign or sign for the first time with WWE, I immediately don't have sympathy for them. They surely know what it's going to be like. Got to use head, not heart with WWE going forward. Unless, of course, you think we'll be the ones to change them. I'll be the one that makes the difference.
2: And you see, I, I was listening to the Friday Night Observer with Garrett and Dave Meltzer. And Garrett pointed out Shawn Michaels was the guy that that facilitated that change of WWE in the 90s from being the focus on the cartoonish boring repetitive big guys to the attitude era. And you know, who is more Shawn Michaels than Adam Cole? Mhm. Yep. With with Shawn Michaels kind of as his mentor in NXT so what you're saying is that he's probably going to uh, take out
3: AJ Styles and him and Amos are going to be like the new two dudes oh, yeah. with Attitude. And, you know, like, and Amos can be his Diesel.
2: No, no, no. Ad- Triple H will come back because you need the, you know, Cena's off, so you need a big time star to come in. And he's going to reform DX with Adam Cole. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds like an awful idea. And, because you know what? They'll do, what, do, you know... <laughs> they'll do that, Hold but on. like that.
3: I was about to say, because you know what we'll say when we come to that Raw podcast, like, why don't you just bring up the Undisputed Era? Like, if this was yes. your plan, just bring up the Undisputed Era. Why they didn't do that, I'll never know. Um, where did we get to? Um, Manuel says, hey guys, first uh, time in a long time. I know I won't do uh, Squat S-Word, but as soon as TakeOver36 is over, I'm cancelling my Peacock subscription. I want nothing to do with this. Luke, this company. Uh, Kevin said uh, I'm so pissed I'm spending all my money that Vince line we might give uh, give them some talent hits hard mm. really excited for those big guys promoted and then released like Strowman or buried like Dijak seriously this company James Hanley said the idea that they're only looking for people who can main event Wrestlemania to Backlash to Wrestlemania uh, alone <laughs> doesn't make sense either wrestling is predetermined the main event is set up by the booker not and not everyone can be in the main event Um, Wilson Simon said four inches isn't isn't that big of a difference title of my sex tape (laughs) Zachary
2: Jenkins (laughs) how did we not make that joke when we were talking about inches Uh, uh, Zachary Jenkins hey guys
3: as you know NXT is the brand that I'm holding on for to WWE because it's made me a mark and saved me but I do not trust WWE's new version of it looks like I'm all elite now jam that jam that's an interesting point. Do you think that all of this could lead those diehard NXT fans to AEW instead?
2: Or do you think I that, that is not do you no. think that's an audience that doesn't exist? I think they've already jumped over. You know, they're not going head to head anymore. The the catch up plays were always really big anyway. So I'm not sure how many people are watching NXT now and not also watching Dynamite. Um if NXT changes, I think if those people are still watching NXT now, they'll watch NXT regardless. And they'll also watch Raw. They'll also watch SmackDown. They might even watch 205 Live, heaven forbid. So they're, they're WWE lifers. But we knew, I said the same thing about Zack Ryder. I said the same thing about Mark Henry. Those would be the most shocking talent transfers. Those fans. Although, what I was going to say was... NXT, if it becomes another version of the main roster in the sort of talent that they're focusing on, but it's booked logically, because Triple H and Shawn Michaels and his team down there generally tell a far more coherent, intriguing, exciting story than the main roster. Mm -hmm. It It might not be bad. It could actually no, it be pretty it... good. It just won't be that style of wrestling that I think a lot of WWE fans want. I No, I completely agree with you on that one. Like, it might be, a, like, the stories are great.
3: The in-ring work is not. So that Bruce Pritch line is like, unfortunately, the bell has to ring. That's what we might end up with. It's not the five-star classic takeovers that we're used to. But the other side of it is, like, maybe none of this ever really happens. Maybe it's just, like, Vince, like, change it, pal. And then Triple H and like Triple H like yeah of course we will and then doesn't because Vince <laughs> isn't watching the product anyway so like he can just tell him aboard me he's like yeah that's yeah. what I did Dad I did change it <laughs> change it to what you wanted it to be.
2: You um, think Vince is going to win the title?
3: Oh, uh, NXT. I mean, I mean, I've always made a bit Why of a not? play that Triple H Triple H should have won the NXT title at some point.
2: He really should. That would be so funny. Yeah, if the first champion is is Triple H winning, I'm watching. I, I, <laughs> but I legit am.
3: Yeah, but a problem is Triple H doesn't want to be a heel in NXT because he's Daddy Triple H. Mm-hmm. So I guess he'd have to win it off a heel. Maybe he's gonna be the one to beat. Carrying Cross. <laughs> Everyone's like, who's gonna be the person to rid? K-? It's not gonna be Samoa
2: Joe. It's Savior Triple H. He should start to, to, to cement the heel turn. He should start taking the signing photo with people he's just fired. <laughs> um,
3: Nicholas Lama, um, sir. So, uh, Nicholas Lama, with NXT going towards no more midgets. I truly don't see Adam Cole being successful anywhere in this company. No matter how much money they throw at him, if he's happy, then great, but as a fan, it will be sad to see.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see him
3: on SmackDown probably I think he'll get like an intercontinental title run for a bit. Oh yeah. And that'll be like the, see, we gave you what you wanted pal. And then that, that's, that's the extent of it.
2: Oh, you've got a multi-man match on a pay-per-view. You better believe Adam Cole's going to be in it, but no, he will never get an actual storyline. He's team SmackDown through and through always has been brand war, like brand loyalty. He'll make it through to the final two, Luke. Oh yeah. And then not get a storyline for six months. Yeah, and then people will tell us in the comments, but they pushed him at Survivor Series. I don't know what you're talking about. We did the same thing with Keith Lee. No, you get you get emotional that's, that's blindness.
3: Slightly different. That's slightly different. It's they not, literally had him beat not, Randy Orton thing.
2: and put him in storylines, and they just stopped doing the storylines. But everyone was telling us, look, the music's changed, he's in a different outfit, and we just we didn't we didn't want to listen to him. It's the same <laughs> emotional blinkers. <laughs> Uh, what do we get to Uh, Joe
3: Strikes uh, feel the talents enabled NXT everyone keeps accepting accepting going to NXT first versus straight to the main roster like AJ Mm. does this mean mean Triple H only still has his job because he's Vince's boy or who's really doing the rebranding
2: I don't get the insinuation what Triple H is behind this change I think Triple H has genuinely fallen in love with that style of wrestling
3: yeah, I I think that you know I said this about Jericho a few weeks back on Dynamite when he had the match with Nick Gage and I was like you yeah, what well, that seems like the sort of thing Jericho would do because Nick Gage was all like it was the buzz off the back of the Dark Side of the Ring thing it's like when he left WWE the first person he attached himself to was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks people who were making like change I think Triple H is also what I was like I've seen that this style is like really getting over with marks mm. that's what I like that's what we should be moving towards
2: yeah like it started off as a cynical play i'm gonna take over the indies <laughs> but then i think somewhere along the line he 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 became a believer yeah optimus provost
3: but keith Lee beat randy orton clean i, I know, know but man. he was
2: wearing a silly shirt
3: <laughs> <laughs> with terrible music poor keith um stephen webb this company i put up with a lot of crap uh, from WWE for the years but i'm done i get all my recaps from you guys add my network subscription to your patreon i can no longer just oh, supporting such a gross company thanks again for teaching me smegging luke charles berg said uh, changing nxt won't fix the problem the problem is that when you go to the main roster it's almost a guaranteed death of a character so mm-hmm. is it possible nxt doesn't profit because why care about wrestlers who inevitably be buried just a thought now I made this point on a podcast. I can't remember what podcast it was, but someone said, what do you do to fix NXT? And I said, put Vince in charge. And what I meant by that was not put Vince in charge because Vince is a brilliant mind. My point was more, at least Vince is then watching the product and can take a character from one and move it to another thing. Because at the moment, Vince doesn't watch it. So what Vince gets is just a guy that he's never seen before. He's like, well, what do I do with this guy? And Triple H is like, well, I could show you NXT. He's like, haven't got time for that, pal. I've got to stay. 20 <laughs> laps to run um, and then I might be able to get 15 minutes worth of sleep in mm. I'll just I'll figure it out so like if at least it Vince is across something
2: there might be consistent characters maybe no there's not consistent <laughs> characterization on Raw week to week alone between well, I mean, brands there is
3: uh, some stupid punk said, I watched No Roll Bars this weekend and several jokes for Oli Davis, um, but his and his deep love of bunny girls and such that Adam keyed, keyed us into. Uh, somehow seems inappropriate on this stream, so I'll just say support Wrestle Talk, support No Rolls Bars.
2: Um, we Manuel, should all be respectful for each other's kinks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't kink shame. That's okay. uh, Manuel...
3: Sufantes says, hey guys, would you agree perhaps the pandemic ruined NXT without real crowds? After Takeover Portland, it all went downhill and that was when the pandemic
2: hit. Definitely a part of it. Cannot be ignored, of course. Um, however, everyone adapted to the pandemic. Whereas NXT's response to the pandemic was the Capital Wrestling Center, which I, you know, I actually quite like. But it's proven that you know a fake LED screen in a larger arena could change things up, audience-wise, and getting real, like big-scale audiences in there really really helped too. So yeah, they've, they, they 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 fumbled that as well. Why weren't they taping from the Thunderdome? Well, that's for main roster stars. Not for yeah, vanilla. Midgets. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have liked it, me personally, artistically, aesthetically, but it proved to draw in viewers. So why wouldn't you at least give it a try for a takeover, maybe?
3: Um, DKC returns, how is Vince still stuck on the size thing when McGregor, uh, McGregor, Mayweather, and Pacquiao are the biggest names in combat sports? Unbelievable how out of touch they are. Any yeah. any, uh, any thoughts
2: on that? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're incredibly charismatic. Uh, but I, I, Vince... Doesn't watch the sports. I He doesn't know who those people are, most likely. Most likely, unless people tell him who they are. Um, but yeah, any any final
3: thoughts you want to give to NXT or this sort of news and the releases and this <laughs> and the other?
2: I. It's sad if if this comes to pass. Of course, you know these are reports over the weekend, but it does seem to have been something that's been in the works for a month at least, going back to that NXT performance center visit and the semen release so it's sad um it's but it's something i i fell out of love with a, a year and a half ago and at the at the end of the day it is just wwe cynically trying to do an impression of nxt but for a while that was all i had and for that i will mourn it but I think this is a now probably in the in the grand scheme of history. When we look back in ten years at the the big AEW WWE wars, this is a necessary step, a, a very important noteworthy step that has to be taken to continue WWE's descent downwards. And only then, when they hit some ratings wall or some terrible live gate. Or AEW finally beats Raw in the ratings. Will Vince change his ideas and genuinely try something new?
3: Strong disagree. I think that when that eventually happens, Vince will double down even more and get more big guys in.
2: Oh, it's pay the Rock a lot of money.
3: It's what he goes back to. He's, he's, mm. always, he's fixated on certain things. That's the thing he's clearly fixated on. It worked 40 years ago. Surely it can work again.
2: But not always. You know, we had the Attitude Era porn of this. We did, you know, that we can say, oh, they never really wanted to push him in regards to Brian and Punk. But they did. That And that, like, spurred things up. The Shield, they were hardly these giant roided-up freaks, were they? Well, well, that's because they had Roman. He had it was Roman he's and sexy. two vanilla
3: midgets and Roman got them over.
2: But the the the, the whole narrative of, of Vince only pushes big guys when his back's against the wall is incorrect. Because there's been two very strong examples of it where he hasn't and he's tried something new. But then ultimately does revert back. Yeah. So I think that I, I don't know, man. I feel like this is the this is the course now.
3: Like if this is like it's gonna be going back to the the big guy edict. I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. I kind of feel like it probably won't. Hmm. Um, We've got a couple of other chats just before we get out of here. Bobby G said, hi, lads. Uh, Tinfoil hat. Do you think these cards could be a way to get rid of contracts and possibly have NXT being a forbidden door for other organizations to work with, but not uh, feel directly connected to WWE? No. (laughs) And uh, Dylan Diaz said, here's the deal. NXT is what got me back into wrestling. Then I found WrestleTalk. I love watching you guys. It's fun. Raw is bad. SmackDown is barely above water. WWE is finished. Now a full-time AEW watcher, including Dark, which is better than Raw. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, But we'll be back tomorrow with the Raw review. The two things that they've got announced for tomorrow is Goldberg is going to have a showdown with Bobby Lashley and charlotte Flair is gonna have a showdown with nikki ash mm. so the two things that happened last week Come on. Oh, that'll turn this ship around uh thank you very much i have been luke owen that has been oliver davis jam that jam everyone enjoy the rest of your monday jam that jam bye bye, bye.
1: Let's go to Rambo, now it's